Modern orthopedics is a rapidly evolving and exciting field that continues to push the boundaries of what is possible with treatment. Advances in technology, including minimally invasive surgical techniques and the use of robotics, have revolutionized the field of orthopedics, allowing for patients to quickly begin the rehabilitation process and can significantly improve the outcomes of orthopedic procedures. Here is your behind-the-scenes pass to one of the most well-established orthopedic practices in the DFW area. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Modern Orthopedics. My name is Shannon. I'm the Director of Marketing here at Orthopedic Specialists at Dallas. I have Lauren Padina with us today. Hello. Hello. Uh, a lot of people know Lauren. She has been our Director of Therapy here at OSD for for about the last 10 years, or the first 10 years of her career here. And she is now our CEO and has been our CEO for the last two years. And so we're just going to talk about that and your transition and your career here at OSD today. Awesome. Well, thank you. So yes, my first 10 years here were physical therapy driven. I was actually the first physical therapist at this practice. And really what got me in this role is I wanted more control of the way I was able to treat patients. You know, in the physical therapy profession, there tends to be a cattle mill perspective where I was treating patient after patient. I would see multiple patients at a time. I'd have to manage people across the room. And I essentially got burnt out and went to acute care. And then a year later, got this opportunity. And one of the first things I had said in my interview is if you jeopardize my ability to treat patients or the quality, I will leave the organization because I was that passionate about patient care. And fortunate for me, it worked out. I was, you know, employed at a physician-owned physical therapy practice. And at first, I thought you know, I'm not sure how this will go. You know, with physical therapists, often the perception is a POPs, as we call them, a physician-owned practice is the physician's going to dictate what you do. Well, I went to school for so many years, I should be able to speak to the way I want to treat my patients. And once again, I was very fortunate in that the providers here allowed me to treat the patient from a functional standpoint. And it was very much a collaborative effort. So I was able to go to the provider and say, you know, patient X isn't doing well or patient X is doing extremely well, or I think you need to look at that. And so I felt like I had a lot more control. And so I learned that along my career. I do like control. I like to control the outcomes of patients. And so, you know, after 10 years, I was afforded the opportunity to go into management and for me, that was just a new way to enhance the consumer experience at OSD. Awesome. I think what's amazing for somebody like me that's been here quite a while, too, is that you were the only physical therapist for, what, five, six, seven years, something like that? Six. And now we have dozens. Yes, so we it's amazing. went from one to 18. And the first, like you said, the first six years, it was just me. We were a smaller practice size. And then, you know, once we moved into our new location, it was a bigger space. And I was able to hire and hire like-minded people. And we kept growing as a practice. So we were able to expand. So when did you decide that you wanted to put the therapy aside and move into management? I think in all, full transparency, I think you've known me long enough. I love consumerism. I love patient care and I love people. I find value in people. I think that people like our saying here is customer service is the heartbeat of this organization. Without patients coming in the door, we don't have jobs. 
And, you know, I kind of kicked the tires on it off and on. I'd been offered a few opportunities, but I knew that I was getting burnt out with the repetitiveness and almost the increased accessibility to me mm-hmm. with physical therapy. And I, I wanted a new challenge and I felt like I could have a greater impact going into administration. Do you miss it? I have not missed it yet. I do love seeing the people. Mm-hmm. So what I, once again, am fortunate to experience is, you know, I have a patient five years ago that'll walk down the hall and I'm like, wow, when you were seeing me, you had this intense back pain and hip pain and you finally went ahead and had your hip replaced and I mean, you're living your life. And so I enjoy that banter, but I don't necessarily miss the everyday run of the mill physical therapy. So, I mean, most people know CEO, we know you're the boss and in charge, but do you think you knew what that meant? And what is, what does that mean being a CEO of a, a large and, you know, rapidly growing medical practice? Do I know what I got into? Everybody told me I was going to get into a lot, but no, I don't think you ever know what you're truly going to get into. And, you know, I think being a CEO in general is hard. So there's the general concept of, oh, you're a CEO, you run run an organization, and then there's healthcare. And so I think just from my experience, it's almost twofold because I'm taking care of the employees and the patients, but then on the back end, I have... Uh, well, and providers, we have a healthcare system, and the way the healthcare system is going is just kind of like you're managing to another level. Lauren, what do you think the um, biggest change that you've noticed in orthopedics since you started 12 years ago? For me, the biggest change in healthcare in general is I think we've diluted the customer service and the patient care aspect. But at the same time, I think now in society, patients are craving that. So we almost went on a trajectory of we were trying to see more patients because in healthcare, a lot of providers are fee for service, which means we have to see the patients to be paid. And so we got in this hamster wheel type mentality where we wanted to get patients in the door because we want to treat them because we run an organization essentially, but where does the patient stand? And so... Now there's been a huge shift to drive the patients to kind of dictate their care and have access to their care. So I think we're kind of on the cusp of how do we balance um, our providers and our staff and providing excellent service while also enabling the patient to have excellent care and easy access. I think that we've seen a lot of burnout in healthcare. Obviously, COVID took that to another level. But what I've seen is a lot of the providers, you know, physical therapists, nurse practitioners, PAs, medical doctors, it's almost compounded because especially in private practice and, you know, we, we do talk to healthcare systems because then they essentially have the same experiences. You're trying to drive care for a patient, but on the back end, you know, you don't have front office, or you don't have staff, or you don't have nursing that's going to help drive that level, level of care. And sometimes you wind up disappointing the patient, um, when you feel like you're trying to do your best. You know, you mentioned COVID. Um, Obviously, COVID affected everyone, but do you think um, it's made changes with our practice specifically and our, you know, the healthcare system um, with us? Do you think there's still things that are forever changed that we deal with daily? 
Probably one of the biggest changes we've seen is the total joint and surgical population, how we manage their care. So, you know, we were driven to ambulatory surgery centers uh, with COVID because patients still needed hip replacements, shoulder replacements, knee replacements. And so we couldn't use the hospital systems. They were inundated with sick uh, patients. So we had to make the pivot and we really haven't pivoted back. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest things that I've noticed since I've been here is just mainly like the total joints, how it was a three-day, you know, hospital stay, a lot of the times rehab afterwards, and people are amazed to hear that it's your home the same day. I mean, I think people are still shocked by that. The simplicity of it is, mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. So what do you see, what's your future uh, for this organization? Like, where do you see us being in five years? You know, on a very simple level, it's, like I said, it's customer service driven. And so I envision an organization that allows patients easy access to providers and quality care. So we provide the best opportunity to come see a provider easily, receive top-notch service, and then patients have incredible outcomes. I think that um, outcomes are what's essentially important to patients as well. And if we produce good outcomes in a short period of time, it will only allow us to grow. Lauren, what's um, the biggest difference and what's changed in your daily, you know, Monday through Friday uh, from being a therapist to now being a CEO? So a twofold, I think when you are in your physical therapist in particular, your drive is towards patient care and you for me, education has always been important. So I would look at, you know, functional assessments, biomechanical exams and want to be more patient centric. Now, when you're CEO, it's more organization centric where, you know, I want to look at the efficiencies of the practice, the patient satisfaction scores. I think where we kind of collaborate though, is ultimately the patient outcomes. So, you know, I was overtly concerned with it as a physical therapist. Now on a practice management side, I am as well. It also means you have to manage a lot more staff, um, and be a little more, um, strategic with your leadership skills. I think, you know, when you're in a small department of relatively like-minded people, like, therapists tend to be, it's a little easier because we kind of all function in a box essentially. Um, and we operate the same way and you might have front office that, you know, you have to tweak your, tweak your leadership styles for, but when you expand into, you know, medical side with multiple surgeons, multiple staff, you have to really self-reflect and say, okay, how am I going to lead this department? How am I going to lead these providers? Because each one of the staff is different. Yeah. I mean, you went from managing probably what, 10 to 12 to now 120 plus, ranging from physicians to front desk to big change. Every day is different. <laughs> I think, too, just being on the outside looking in, um, you know, I've, I've watched you become a CEO. And I think, um, you know, if you could tell anybody else that wants to be a CEO, I think at the finances, I think learning, grasping that was probably, I would think, the most challenging. I, like, that's where I think I had to shift my mentality is, mm-hmm. you know, I was very driven by my volume, my patient volume, and just operating that way. And now, you know, especially with the changes in healthcare, you have to... Insurances. And yes. All, yeah. You have to look at, like you said, you have to produce a quality to maintain a certain revenue in order to provide care without diluting everything. You still want your patients to have good care, your providers to be, you know, able to practice. But at the same time, like you said, payers are reducing their payments. And so I had to shift my hat from volume to to financial return on investment. 
So I think one of our like organizational goals is um, giving back to the community. And like we said, customer service is the heartbeat and how we stay functional. And what do you think that OSD brings to the community or how have you been challenged in from a marketing standpoint? Um, I think that, you know, we kind of jokingly call it like a one-stop shop now where it's like, you know, you don't, I think the mentality, um, you know, 10, 12 years ago is you had to go into Dallas to get, you know, surgeons to do things, you know, like total joints and, and, you know, specific sports related things like ACLs and, you know, some elbow surgeries and stuff like that. So I think that you can get that all here from the finest surgeons around. I mean, our outcomes are great. Um, you know, everything from podiatry to now spine. Do you, you think the community knows there's orthopedics in this area? I think they know. I think that people are still surprised to hear how rounded we are. You know, like I know, you know, you've talked to, um, you know, we've talked about therapy before, how people um, don't realize that our therapy doesn't just do orthopedic, you know, issues. They they do anything that needs therapy and that, um, you know, our podiatrists here, that we actually have podiatrists here that do very complex foot and ankle procedures um, but also, you know, can see a diabetic foot up to, you know, sports medicine, doctors, total joints. I think not everybody realizes how deep our, our practice is. So you're out in the community quite a bit. We kind of jokingly say that. What do you think that people tend to view this organization as just kind of like a extremity place, like knees and hips? Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, you know, we have a lot of doctors that specialize in different things, but I think um, Dr. Bernie, of course, is is the founder and Dr. Zavala was right behind him. And a lot of people know their name and getting like some of our newer guys um, out and kind of showing all of our what all of our doctors kind of is their differentiating factor and what, you know, each of them is kind of their their specialty, I think, is my job and what is challenging because now there's there's 10 doctors. So what do you think? your main initiative is with regards to getting community feedback and as you know, you and I are both passionate about, you know, you've got military in your family, you know, I'm married to a, a, a fireman. And so, um, and so that's, you know, kind of who I'm surrounded with in my life. And so I think, you know, targeting, um, you know, these, um, police, fire, military, and then teachers, I mean, anybody, you know, weekend warriors, just people that are like us out in there, you know, you don't have to be um, a pitcher that throws six times a week, you know, you can be a mom working out in the mornings and your knee hurts. And we service them all. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think, you know, our initiative um, this year and, and years to follow is to really just give back to the community. You know, we, you and I and, and a lot of the people that work here and live here are very involved in the community. You know, I'm out at sporting events every week. And um, I think um, just getting out and being at events where um, people, you know, we can explain to people who we are, getting the doctors out, letting them meet them. Our doctors are very personable. You know, I, I'll take them out and, um, you know, kind of joke like, shaking hands and kissing babies kind of thing, but it's marketing they, 101. Yeah. They're, they're that, do you, you know. think the community is more receptive now that COVID's further behind us? Oh, to- 100%. COVID was tough as a marketer, <laughs> it, as, 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 as anybody, I mean, as any profession, but you know, even like a year or two after it's, you know, you could kind of just, you know, I know a lot of the providers in the area, so I could pretty easily go back and talk to people and bring back whoever I wanted. And 
I had to adjust. We all had to adjust and, um, you know, it became a lot more social media and, and it's really back to the way it was, if not better than it was before. I mean, it's another couple of years and, and, you know, you build relationships, you know, I go to primary care doctors and they say, Hey, I had this problem. And I go and immediately, you know, usually call you or try to fix it, you know, but it's, it's, that's, that's kind of where, you know, they're not just, um, you know, if they have a patient complaint or, or if they have a patient success or anything, you know, I'm, I've gotten to where I can have relationships with these doctors where I can get them feedback and get them answers. I think one of the big initiatives you've done too, to drive the community back and are knowing about the organization is just education. I think you've done an excellent job of driving provider level of education and as well as community education, you know, with like you've done some Y talks, you've done some local therapy talks, uh, provider to provider talks at various locations. So people have a greater knowledge of what we bring. Um, but then from a community standpoint, people don't necessarily know what arthritis is, or they don't know what a PRP injection is. Mm -hmm. And so I think you've done a a good job of being able to integrate that back. Well, I think, you know, what I hear a lot is, you know, whenever I'm just out and about, whether it's, you know, marketing or whether it's just on the weekend or whatever, is people, you know, I'll have something that bothers them and they're like, oh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to come in because I don't want surgery. That's what I hear all the time. I'm like, well, I mean, surgery is a last resort, really, you know, there's, there's lots of things you can do, physical therapy, injections, I think just educating people, you know, like that, they just, you know, think they don't want to see a surgeon. And, and, you know, most of our, our business is non-operative, you know. No, that's a good point. And I think that people tend to think what, that we're going to drive them to, like you said, surgery or physical therapy. But, you know, we refer to other providers in the area with different specialties like chiropractic, massage, I mean, holistic just other, medicine. Yeah, other specialists. Um, you and know. outside of the organization because that drives the right care. Second opinions. I mean, you know, one thing that, you know, you and I have always talk about is, you know, we brainstorm all the time. What can we do to give back? And, and, you know, we have a lot of local um, organizations that uh, we're both, you know, passionate about and um, that I know a lot of people in the community are passionate about. You know, we we sponsor the or help sponsor the YMCA, which, um, as you know, gives back a lot to the community. They do a lot of great things and a lot of summer camps. Um, we are also a part of Helping Hands, a lot of the local sports organizations around here, um, like, you know, the Rockwell Lacrosse and things like that. So I know that's important to you as well. I think that's the true value of service is, you know, you service the areas you're in or areas you've come from. And I think our providers are passionate about that as well. And so they, you know, they drive us because they want to give back, you know, locally and internationally. And by what they do, it, you know, filters into our passion to help others and Hopefully as an organization, I think every day you, you can give internally too, you know, so I think sometimes in leadership, we forget that the simple things we do internally can filter out into the community. But uh, yes, I think that is probably top on our priority. I think like really, honestly, even Steven, like the really the thing I, you and I know this, the biggest thing is like there's internal and external customer service and that, you know, one moment that's tough or one patient that's tough or one patient experience that is tough. Or if a patient has, 
you know, a situation in our organization that's tough doesn't define who we are as individuals or who the organization is. And that what our job is to do is to get 1% better every day. And so, you know, if we have a complaint brought to us, it's hard, right? It's hard to hear, you know, we've had her, we have heard tough things about this organization. We've heard, you know, there's social media that's out there. There's emails, there's phone calls. We are by far imperfect, but if what we can do is service internally through leadership and then externally through the community, I think that that's what will build this organization. Well, Lauren, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.